Welcome to the Wellness Members Club. What is the Wellness Members Club? This is your safe space to get real with yourself. Where you get vulnerable and you feel validated. And an aesthetically pleasing place to talk about the ugly truth of life. Welcome Welcome to the club, club, sis. Hello, hello, guys. Welcome back to another episode of the Wellness Members Club. I'm here today with the wonderful Izzy Utterson, who is known for sharing all about her glow up tips, both physically and mentally and more. So welcome, Izzy. I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Thank you. I'm very excited to be on today. Of course. So we always start off our episodes with something that's going well and something that's going unwell. So do you want to kick us off? Well would be, yeah, I've been in like a bit of a rut, I think, for three weeks, which I think is something that happens to all of us. And I think they particularly like in London with the weather change, it's like famously rainy and dark. And that's like definitely the case right now. So I think I've just been adjusting a little bit to that. Well, in the sense that I feel like I'm like finally adjusted and I'm out of my rut and I'm feeling myself again. I'm like back to like my content creation and just like work and everything. Not well is... I guess it's like, I, it's not not well because it's good that I'm so busy, but I think I'm like really realizing that I need to learn to prioritize my time and manage my time a bit more efficiently because I'm feeling a little bit overwhelmed. But that's, yeah, and it's a good thing, but it's a bad thing. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I totally can relate to the changing of seasons because with it getting dark out at five o'clock, like I'm really trying to romanticize my nighttime routine so I don't fall into this seasonal depression but it's definitely tough yeah it's get used to that yeah for sure but for me I guess what was well is so I'm actually cat sitting for my friend so I'm going up to New York then what was unwell I would say I'm going through I say this on every week I feel like for the past month but I'm going through this hormone problem so I think I just have some flare ups on my skin and like just dry skin stuff like that and then I can also see it in my mood sometimes so just dealing with that but I feel like I am on the rise with balancing my hormones but it's a struggle for sure (laughs) you're going through what I've been going through I feel all right well this is perfect to have you on yeah this is like exactly what I've been feeling for the past like three weeks I'm like oh what's going on like crying all the time and like really ill and then my skin and everything it's like a never-ending cycle being a woman is just like yep. a joy we love it well but that's as it's pros and cons for sure yeah definitely but to kick us off I mean I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and what really led you to having a passion for gut health and sharing your glow up tips So I've always been interested in nutrition. I'm by no means like a nutritionist. I'm like by no means like have like qualifications in like that respect. Just to preface, but like I've always been very interested in the medicinal effects that food has. So I've always eaten well, but it's okay. If I eat this, what benefits does that have? What vitamins are in like different kinds of foods? What benefits am I going to get from like leafy green vegetables versus root vegetables versus fish first chicken like it's all those different kinds of things where I'm like what can I eat to make sure I'm getting everything 
right if that makes sense and I there's you have to be careful with that because there's a way to become like very obsessive which like I've definitely verged on like in the past and then I kind of like there was like a three-year period where I got developed psoriasis off the back of like just not being very healthy like the lifestyle switching from being like uber healthy probably too healthy to like dramatically the other side of things and I was like binge drinking every weekend I just wasn't like respecting my body I was like just overeating like binge eating like not focusing on like the benefits of what I might be putting onto my body just basically treating my body like a trash can is like the best way I can put it and I did that for two three years and my psoriasis was really bad so that got me really down but I think like it's all a vicious cycle because I was feeling so low about my body and then I would binge eat and binge drink and then I'd be hungover so it would eat even more and it's like that my skin would get worse and I'd be sad so I'd do the cycle all over again and I think once you're in a really destructive cycle like that where you just basically have no respect for yourself I think you it's hard to break out of it Because ultimately, in the short term, in a society where we get everything so quickly, there's very little patience. Everything is instant. You can get groceries to your door in five minutes or you can get whatever you need. I think it's hard for us to make decisions in the moment based on long-term health versus short-term satisfaction. I guess I made a choice at some point. Um, My mom actually was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And that was like a big shock reminder for me of how like precious our bodies are and our minds are and how much I'd been taking mine for granted for three, four years. And it was by no means overnight. And this is what I always say to my community. I'm like, this does not have to be a quick change. This is not going to be your quick fix. Let's get away from the quick fixes, the impatience, the instant nature of anything and focus on like long-term goals. So I just made like small adjustments, small changes. I started really thinking, okay, how can I treat my body now that's going to benefit me in the long term? So I started to focus again on, okay, what can I eat nutritionally? And by no means to lose weight, not counting calories, nothing like that. But what can I eat that's going to benefit my body? What's going to make my skin glow? What's going to make my hair shiny? What's going to make What's what's going to feed my brain? What's going to help with my brain health? What's going to help with my heart health? My everything. What could I, how can I feed myself and what can I put into my body that's really going to benefit me? And actually what is going to do the opposite with things like alcohol? It's like, okay, well, that's not going to benefit me in the long term. Smoking is not going to benefit me in the long term. So just cutting down slowly on things that were really toxic for my body. Because ultimately, if you put toxic things into your body and that's consuming conversation you have with people as well as it is like alcohol as well as it is food as well as it is whatever whatever you're consuming in any sense of the word is going to like either show on your body or it's gonna you're gonna feel it right so if, mm-hmm. if I can be like making sure that my nutrition is really amazing and that I'm like getting enough sleep and that I'm like working out if I can do all of those things I'm gonna feel good And like I said, it wasn't overnight. I read Atomic Habits and it was like, get 1% better a day. So that's what I did. I focused on getting 1% better every single day. And it got to a point. I I love that book. I love that. That That book book changed my life. It changed my life, that book. And I guess like it got to this point exactly a year ago, I would say it was my eureka moment. 
of I've got this. I know, I know what I've got to do. And I'm actually in a place where I'm happy and I'm feeling good. And as much as shit, stuff's always going to go on in life that sucks. Things are always going to trigger you of, oh, what's the point? I don't want to do it. But it's as far as you can stay strong and stay in that place of self-respect. We talk a lot about self-care and self-love and all this, but what really is it? And I'll tell you what it is. It's respect for your body. Like, Loving yourself and caring for yourself is respecting everything you're putting into it, conversations that you're having, situations you're putting yourself in. Are you making decisions that are the best for you and the best for your body and ultimately the best for your health in the long term? Because what it comes down to is our health is all we really have. And I guess the situation with my mom, I would do anything to change that, but ultimately I can't. So that awareness of like how precious life is and how precious our health is was definitely a big trigger for me. But I already knew the basics, but that really inspired me of, okay, what can I really do to be like the best version of myself and not in a, not in a sense of the like it girl, clean girl, that girl, aesthetic, not like that. Like, I don't mean like the best Mm -hmm. version of me like that. I mean, the best version of me where I look at myself and not one part of me is like, I wish I was doing that better. I'm like, no, I'm doing pretty good. I'm not perfect. I'm certainly not perfect. I make mistakes. We all do. We're human. But I know that 90% of the time, the decisions that I'm making are healthy ones for me, my mental health, my physical health, and everything like that. So in a nutshell, I hope that answers your question. Like that's, that's the journey that I've been on. No, definitely. And thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being vulnerable. I know that cycle far too well. I also struggled with that binge, restrict, vicious cycle for six years, literally. Yeah. So yeah, it's very hard once you're in that. but. I mean, for me, I think I had to hit a rock bottom mm-hmm. to get myself out of that cycle. And it was almost like multiple rock bottoms because then you like you're on, but you're still not doing it out of a self-respect way. Yeah. Like you're eating healthy, but it's actually because you want to look better. Like it's all yeah. for superficial reasons or whatever. So could you think of a time where you did hit a rock bottom that kind of changed that for you? Or was it more so just like seeing people around you realizing how health is well was it more so of that or was it like a rock bottom moment that you hit I yeah so it was I guess it was like just over a year ago I no, like just under a year and a half ago I had just come out of a really toxic relationship and I was like I was I was on my journey then for sure but it was like definitely like you say aesthetics driven like I'd lost a bit of weight and which I'd needed to lose because I'd unhealthily put it on but it was like that was my focus and I wasn't really eating properly and I was like over-exercising quite a bit. And there was one day I'd like done a run and I was feeling really good about it. It was like a run I'd done for charity and I was feeling really good about it. And I was like, this is great. And then we all went out that night and I like just hadn't eaten. And I got blackout, blackout, blackout drunk. And I didn't do anything bad. Thank God I had my friends with me. I lost I've actually never spoken about the story because I was so embarrassed about it, but I'm so not that person now that I can speak about it. I've had my house keys in my bag and then just lost them. I just lost my bag, lost my keys. And I was the one with the keys. We just moved into a new apartment and none of us could get in to the apartment because I lost the keys. And it was like, and I had to wake up the next morning on Sunday morning, having cried my eyes out. I'd stayed at like my friend's boyfriend's place with her. And I woke up the next morning and cried my eyes out. And I was just like, nah. And I just felt like, in hindsight, like it really wasn't a big deal. Like I got it, I got a bit too drunk and I lost my bag, whatever. But at the time that 
like I felt so low and so bad that like on a Sunday morning I'm having to call the locksmith to get into the apartment to get everyone back I felt like I'd let everyone down and I felt so guilty and I just was like what a what a mess like how am I like getting to this point where like I'm not feeding my body but I'm like willing to binge drink and go out and like potentially put myself in a very dangerous situation I was just like this is not this is not for me, right? This is not good. And I feel oftentimes like people will behave like that and they're like, oh, I'll change, I'll change. But that, I was like, no, 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 like, I'm going to change. Like, this is not, mm-hmm. this is not happening again. And it hasn't, you know, like it's never happening again. And my relationship with alcohol now and like eating and everything is like the best it's ever been. Like I definitely still drink, but like to a point where I'm, I never feel like I'm in a situation where I'm putting myself in like potential danger and I'm never... I'm never like compensating for something through that drink. It's if I feel like it, I feel like it. But that for me was like, that was low. Like I just cried and cried. You feel like you've let yourself down. You just feel like, I just was like, what is this? Like I'm on this journey and I'm preaching everything, but I'm behaving like this. Like it doesn't add up. And now everything I speak about and everything I preach and everything I advise is so authentically me, like to the core. You could see me on a night out. You could see me like wherever it is. That's all going to align still. And it just, it was that like genuine, the genuine alignment with what I talk about and what I share. And like I said, like what I tell people is like the way to be. That's how I live. I'm saying it because I genuinely believe it. And I'm genuinely happy and feel so good and have that respect for myself. And I want all my following is like 92% women. So I always say women, but following me, but you know. I want that community to feel that same way and know that it is, it's within you. Like the strength is within you to do it. You've just got to decide to do it, whether or not you need to hit that like rock bottom. So to speak, I don't know. And a lot of people would hear that story and be like, that's really not that bad. But for me, like with my goals in life and my intentions, like that was my rock bottom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something I realized this year too. I used to use relationships first to escape my emotions and my feelings. Then I used food and then I used them both simultaneously. Yeah. And then I healed my relationship with food. And then I was drinking. This was when I was in college, but I was drinking to the point where I was binge drinking and would yeah. get drunk. And again, thank God I didn't get myself into any messy situations and I could have put myself in an unsafe yeah. situation. And I think when you really realize when you're doing things not out of love for yourself, it's like, what am I doing? Yeah, and when you have goals for yourself, I definitely can relate to that. And yeah, hopefully not everyone needs a rock bottom to yeah. <laughs> change their life. But I mean, sometimes it's needed. I think as many hard times that I've went through, I actually really appreciate them because it's gotten me where I am today. And it builds self-trust with myself and self-respect to see where I was to where I am now. And I'm sure you probably feel the same. Yeah. Definitely. Like you said, I hope everyone doesn't have to have that rock bottom. And it doesn't have to be like a dramatic rock bottom, but it can be like, it can be your version of a rock bottom. It can be like your version of yourself that you really don't want to be. I don't want to be that like messy drunk girl that like someone has to look after. No, definitely. And it's never a good feeling when you are out of control of your emotions and your body and you're constantly escaping and you realize that. But I want to first tap into mentally glowing up with you and things that you did to transform yourself. So are there any habits or things that you do daily, weekly that really transformed your mental health? Yeah. So I think for mental health, I think the first fundamental thing you've got to get, and if you, if you can, obviously like depending on your circumstances, but you've got to get enough sleep. 
you've got to, we were just talking about it before we came on, like you've got to have your solid evening routine and you've got to get enough sleep. If you're not functioning on enough sleep, the whole day I feel like goes to chaos. When you haven't had enough sleep, when you've gone to bed too late, when you've been partying, whatever it is, I think the whole day really just like does, like you, you're operating at 60%. You're not operating at 100%. So first and foremost, your mental health, you need to get enough sleep so you have clarity and so that you can do all the other things that are going to bring you the glow, basically. So then the second thing is to practice gratitude, you know, with everything that happened with my mum, and it's still happening. And when I have, you know, like hard times, or I like worry, like, we all have worries about different things. I worry about work, and I worry about finances, and I worry about health and all of those things. And I think, where I take a step back and I practice gratitude just for small things. I write down at the end of every day or I do it in my head or I do it in my notes app where I've started doing that every single day. And I've done that every day since I think it was January 1st, 2022. I was like, this is going to become a habit that I do every single day. Since I've done that, I just don't sweat the small things quite so much. But in my mind, nothing feels quite as dramatic. I used to be a real catastrophizer where my anxiety would take me straight to worst case scenario. But since I've started practicing gratitude for really small things, I'm just like, you know what, even if worst case scenario did happen, the fundamentals are there. And I'm so grateful for those. I think it's very easy to get caught up in materialistic things and overachieving that we forget like when it's stripped back, really like how grateful we should be, you know, for having a roof over our head and having people that love us. The next thing for my mental health, I would say moving my body. So whether that's just like going for a walk or working out or whatever it is. And I always say it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to do a Barry's bootcamp class every single day. Like, in fact, I would like strongly advise against it. But if you can get up and just get some fresh air, go for a walk, even if it's to get a coffee some five minutes down the road, I would recommend doing it. When I was like in the lowest place I was in maybe three years ago when I put on a bunch of weight and I just was like crying every single day and I just couldn't really see a way out of that I remember literally just being so deeply sad I would just not leave the house I would just not leave the house for love or money I was just it's not happening today so I would definitely say daily movement so say getting enough sleep practicing practicing gratitude daily movement and in terms of like social media and the only said you had a digital detox I feel and I spoke about this a little bit on my page recently when I spoke about mental glow up. Only follow people that make you feel good about yourself. Like follow inspirational pages, follow inspiring people, like inspiring podcast pages. If someone doesn't make you feel good, unfollow them. And if you don't want to unfollow them because you don't want to cause the scene, like I get it, it's 2023, mute them. People don't know if they're muted. I cannot tell you how many people are muted. And they're like, did you see my story? My post? And I'm like, am I all yeah? Because I've forgotten that I've, yeah. I've forgotten that I've muted this person. It's it's the most satisfying thing to do that. But I don't have to see people that trigger me. I don't have to see things that are triggering me. Like I work in social media. It's unavoidable for me to be on it. So for me, that's another thing. So I would say for my mental health, like that's another huge thing. And I think just like being careful about what you're consuming in general. I think being careful about what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're reading. If there are certain things that are going to make you feel a certain way, take yourself away. And as with toxic people and social media and not having to see them, like removing yourself from toxic situations is fundamental. Mm -hmm. Like if you are going to, if you're going to see a group of friends or you're going 
to a certain place or even if it's with work I've definitely had situations where work are making my making my mental health suffer and and not being like go and quit your job and do this obviously no that's not an option financially a lot of the time what can you do to make environments less toxic and if it's a situation where it's like a group of friends okay well how can you distance yourself from them I think it's really acknowledging and really listening to like your mind and your body for your mental health and just like seeing what it is that that triggers you and learning to say no I think for my mental health learning to say no and not feel guilty about it has been fundamental <laughs> yeah I was a former people pleaser and I did not know how to say no but that is a game changer for sure I personally do those daily as well and definitely can agree with all of those without eight hours of sleep I'm not <laughs> well no. Yeah. no and working out same for me moving my body in a way that feels good rather than I've never done a Barry's boot camp class, but just pushing myself into the ground is yeah. not helpful. And I actually think I look better and talking about aesthetics more pleasing when I work out for my body and what feels good, which for me right now it's like low impact yeah. walking, but it's crazy because you're not putting that extra stress on your body. You're really working with it rather than against it. Is there anything that you do either the night before or the morning of to stay consistent with your routines? Because I think a lot of us can have it stack and say we're going to do all these things, but really staying consistent, I think is tough for most of us. So do you have any tips on how you stay consistent with these habits? So I guess with my nighttime routine, it's just everything's out, if that makes sense. I... My, I make sure my bed's looking good, looking nice, because I've, it's all cyclical. So now let's start with the morning routine. It's all interlinked, but I wake up and my gym kit is laid out. I've decided my outfit. One of my fun evening things is to decide my outfit the next day. So I go onto my Pinterest board. Oh, I plan my outfits. So this is, you might think I'm crazy, but I go onto my Pinterest board. I choose an outfit. I fold it up. It's in my bag with my laptop, with everything I need for work, with my vitamins ready to go. And then the next morning I'm waking up, my like supplements are all in like a Tupperware. So I just take them all at once. Then my gym gets laid out. So I put that on and I'm good. Like my airports are charged. I pop them in and I walk to the gym. That is now just like part of my, but I'm making it easy for myself the night before by like laying everything out. So there's no, oh my God, where's like my sports bra? Like where's my like this? Oh my God, I'm taking my vitamins. Let me run upset. There's none of that because I've set myself up for success the night before but in the same breath like when I wake up like instantly I'm out of bed I put on my like superhuman app have you tried that yes I love that by Mimi yes oh my gosh so it's, good they refresh I feel like you're gonna love this I was like oh my god this is like the best thing ever so I've always listened to affirmations and they're like for people that don't pay for an app or like can't like that's absolutely fine YouTube has the most amazing affirmations so I wake up and like Throwing that on straight away. The alarm is off and the superhuman app is on. One eye open, like on. And then I wake up, I make my bed, I like brush my teeth, I wash my face, just like literally with water. And if I have time, I'll do a proper routine, like water, toner, moisturizer, SPF, we're good to go. Then everything's laid out and I put it on. But like the bed is made, the room is tidy. Like I've got a nice cool room. So by the time I'm like coming around to like my evening routine, my pajamas are folded, I light my candle. The affirmations are going back on. The bed is made so it like looks appealing and cozy to get into. I'm like, bedtime is like really my time to just, I feel like I'm working. Like I feel like you feel like this the same way. We'll get onto it. Obviously we both have a podcast and like social media and like a nine to five. So 
my like my bedtime is my time to sit on YouTube and sit on Pinterest outfit plan or like holiday plan or like just watch like my favorite YouTuber and just be a bit like mindless or I'll read you know, I'll read something that's like I'll read like Roxy Nafuti's a manifest book like I'll dip into it or I've got this amazing book called like little I think it's called small reminders I'm going to send you the name of it but it's basically like it's like different like pages like say different things and some are like this long and some are like three pages long and it's just like really beautifully written of reminding you that you're doing a good job so reading things that like really make me feel good and just making for making sure I'm not like too stimulated before bed um and then I'll put my magnesium before bed like that again has been like a game changer in terms of like supplementation before bed but I love for me it's my morning routine like for me it's that time I have in the morning where I get to wake up listen to my affirmations and like, move my body and listen to music like that is my sacred time to the point where like when I get into bed I just want to fall asleep quickly so that I can wake up and go again I'm just so excited for the next day always I always say like morning and evening routine like they're they're one and the same you need to have you don't some nights you can't but You've got to be roughly going to bed and waking up at the same time every day. It's actually so bad for our body to not going to bed at like 2 a.m. one night and then they'll be like, I, d- I just can't fall asleep at 10, a- 10 p.m. And I'm like, yeah, you've got to sleep train yourself. You can't just go from being like a 2 a.m. sleeper to a 10 p.m. sleeper. You've got to slowly train yourself. I get it, but you've got to just gently do those things. But I think if you can muster it, and it doesn't have to be like, I see these people and it drives me up the wall. Waking up at 5 a.m. and meditating for half an hour and doing this and doing that. And I'm like, I've got a job. I can't be like, if I want to get home and unwind, like I can't be going to bed at 8 p.m. to then wake up at 5 a.m. Because like, where is my time for me? Like, what? Like, where's my like evening time to relax and do things I enjoy? So I think you've got to be realistic about it, like where it fits into your, where it fits into your schedule. But for me, just like having those like, gentle evening and gentle morning routines where I'm not rushing and I'm making everything easier for future me is the way to do it what you said where you make it a routine where you enjoy it like obviously on paper that looks great you wake up at 5 a.m you meditate for 30 minutes you go to the gym for an hour workout like you're not going to stay consistent with something you hate you have to create a routine that you genuinely enjoy to do something every single day yeah. And I think once you do these routines that you're mentioning, you feel that much better and actually want to keep doing that for yourself. But yeah, I'm a big morning routine girly. If I don't start my morning the same way every day and if I scroll on my phone or whatever, wake time, I notice a difference yeah. in my mood the whole entire day. It's actually big crazy. Time. Big time. To me, it makes no sense. Don't get me wrong. Some mornings I wake up and I'm like, if it's that time of the month or whatever, I'm like, I'm just so tired. I'll let myself, I'll be gentle on myself. But mm-hmm. like the idea of waking up at the 11th hour and like rolling out of bed to like rush to get to work. I'm like, couldn't be me. Couldn't be no. me. I used to do that too. I used to yeah, wake up and go to work. <laughs> me, I'm like, how? Flustered. Yeah, I'm I don't like, know I, how I didn't either. I need an hour to like defrost in the morning. So I'm like, how did I, no one needs to deal with that. Actually, I do know how I did that because I feel like I used to struggle with anxiety. <laughs> oh my God, well, it makes sense. I want to switch into physically glowing up now. I know we touched on obviously working out daily and moving your body daily helps mentally as well. But 
what would you say are the top three habits physically that you do, whether that's food you consume or workouts that you do or just movement in general mm-hmm. that help you physically glow up? I think it's not one thing, but I think just like taking pride in your appearance, like keeping on top. And it's such a superficial thing, but I would observe women that I just thought were like, had their like shit together, looked really good. And to me, it's just like keeping on top, you know, like keeping yourself groomed almost. And like, it's not for everyone. It doesn't matter for everyone. But for me, like an important thing is just like to look really presentable, like just like in the industry I work in and with what I do. So I guess number one would just be like, like keeping on top of those like self-care elements. So for me, that's like getting my eyebrows waxed once a month because I'm a hairy, hairy girl. But it's getting Same. my nails done. It's getting my nails done. It's that, that those little things for me are just important just because that's the aesthetic that I like. And that makes me feel good about myself. So number one would be just those kind of self-care grooming elements. Just keeping yourself neat and tidy, I guess. Number two would be weight training. And I'll put that in with the walking. So walking more and then weight training. So that element of like just walking more like where you can. Just like trying to get more steps in because it makes such a difference. Like just, you know, getting off like the bus a stop early or not getting the bus. Like walking to your destination if you can. And weight training is like, my boyfriend's a personal trainer. So like, this has been handed into me, but it is true. <laughs> well, like <laughs> weight training is like the most like low impact workout that you can do. That's going to give you that quote unquote toned look that everyone wants. Like mm-hmm. Pilates, like reform Pilates, I also love. Like I would say that's up there too. But in terms of an accessible workout that like, because reformer, let's be honest, is cost of fortune. In terms of an accessible workout, I would say weight training is not only so good for your like cardiovascular health, your joint health, everything like that. I would say in terms of like low impact, accessible workout that's like really going to change your physique. I would say that for sure. Um, And I would also, the third thing, I guess, would be nutrition. And that would just be to follow like the 80-20 rule. Like knowing what, and it's not about cutting out food groups, but it is about listening to your body. So for me, a lot of the time I would eat loads of salty foods or I would eat loads of like beans and pulses and I can't eat those. Those make me bloat to the point where I look like I'm nine months pregnant, like ready to pop. So I had to like listen to my body of what's making me really bloated. So there are certain things I like don't eat anymore because they just trigger my bloating so much. I reduced my salt intake because a lot of the time, like looking like puffy or looking bloated, you know, that feeling like it's not so much about how it looks because a lot of the time, like people really don't notice as much as you do, but it is about how you feel. Because when Mm -hmm. you're feeling that way, you carry yourself in a certain way. So the most that you can do to feel like my body is functioning, nothing's blocked, nothing's bloated, nothing's puffy. The most that you can do to eat and drink and supplement yourself in a way that is going to keep you just feeling like everything is like moving along as it should be is going to do it. Because if you feel like you've got that energy, you're not feeling sluggish, you're not feeling bloated, you're feeling good about yourself, that confidence just like radiates through. I love all those points. And I like that you touched on keeping yourself groomed because I don't think it's a superficial thing at all. I think it's actually putting effort into yourself to make you feel good, whether it's getting your hair done, getting your nails done. I mean, don't we all like to feel confident in our own skin? So whether it's your cup of tea to be, let's say, low maintenance or high maintenance, that's up to you. But whatever feels good to do it. 
I literally had a banana last night and I bloated to the point where I was nine months pregnant. And that's what's a little frustrating because you can be eating healthy foods, but they do make you bloated and they don't necessarily work for you. And everyone is so bio-individual. That's why cooking at home and eating simply really helps me to learn what does my body like and what does my body not like? Because when you're constantly eating out, you don't know what is getting thrown into your food, right? So that's definitely something to also keep in mind. If you're eating out a lot and you're constantly bloated, number one is start cooking your own food and know the ingredients that are going in to these meals. Yeah, you're my mood plummets. Like I've had, to, I've had to leave the office before because I'm feeling that way. It's like with psoriasis. So I have psoriasis and to, I had a really bad flare three, four weeks ago. I think when we last spoke, I was like in the midst of it and it got much worse. And like I went on an anti-inflammatory diet just because I knew that was going to help me. And that, that was like cutting out gluten, dairy, but also like nightshades. So like tomatoes, red peppers, eggplant, like things that like are healthy. They are mm -hmm. healthy things, but I couldn't eat them for a time. So like, I avoid nightshades now just because those are very inflammatory if you're someone that's predisposed to autoimmune. Or like you with a banana, I can eat bananas. If I eat a raspberry, I get bloated, which everyone always makes fun of me for. But next level pain, bloating, where I have to take an antihistamine. Our bodies are all different. You've got to eat intuitively. And as much as that's when you're starving, hungry, eat, of course. Like it's also like knowing okay, like that bloats me. That doesn't, that makes me tired. We're all so different. And I think everyone's so quick to be like, I can't eat gluten. I can't eat whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, maybe you can't, or maybe it's like something actually else really specific. And I always say to people, I'm like, you know, don't keep a food diary way up to the point where you're getting obsessed, but listen to your body and pay attention to what's going into it. If you can't like, if you couldn't tell me the ingredients that, that you're putting into your body, like, how do you expect to know what it is that's, like, triggering you, right? Yeah. I want to get into bloating with you, too. One thing that really helped me with learning what foods are, what foods work with my body and what foods don't is cooking at home. Because yes. if you're constantly eating out, you have I no prefer. idea. Honestly, like, okay. like, I'm having a night in with my boyfriend tonight. What do you want to order? I might just cook. And not because I'm, like... I need to know, I truly, I crave it a bit more. There's something mm -hmm. a bit more I can control because I like a big old portion size. If I'm making myself something, I'm like, I want, I want a lot. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> nothing more disappointing than ordering takeout and it's like this big and you're like, yeah. You're like, what? <laughs> That's it? That's it? And I'm like, oh, I'm so full. And I'm like, what? I'm like, what? I want a lot of food. No one will be calling the shots in that department. But no, certainly if you're on that journey or if you're at the beginning of that journey, like I would say that cooking for yourself for sure, just so you know what's going into your body. I always say, I always talk about how there are ways to lose weight that don't involve calorie counting. Ultimately, to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. There's no avoiding that. That's the case, right? But you don't have to obsessively count them and do everything. You just have to have an awareness. If you're the one cooking, you've got an awareness of what's going into the food. It's just about that intuition. You said it's about that, like, knowing what you're putting into your body so that you're not left racking your brain as to like, why am I bloated? Why am I feeling like this? Why am I not losing weight? Why am I not gaining weight? Whatever it is you want. It's well, if you're the one in control, you have a lot more say in that. The more simple I eat, the less bloated I get. And that's what works yep. for me. And that's why cooking at home, I can experiment with different recipes. Like, honestly, yep. fun. And I really do yep. enjoy cooking. But I think right now I'm on that weird, I think it is hormone related, but gut health is like a whole 
yeah whole mystery like it really is a tough challenge to it's such uh, navigate. such a yeah it's such a challenge and for me I would say like something that's really game changed been a game changer for me is reintroducing digestive enzymes as like a supplementation so I have a really good probiotic like I finally found like a really good one and I'm very good with my supplementation like I'm like regimented like I know some people are like oh I take it when I'm like I'm regimented with my supplementation I do it every single day and I have my digestive enzymes that I have with one meal and I haven't been like I haven't been bloated like even at my time of the month for two three months like straight up yeah straight up I'm like there might be a day or two where I'm a little bit like "Mm," but like pretty much I'm like I'm good that's really good right now I'm the opposite (laughs) like I literally, and I'm eating simpler, I would say for the most part, but I've just been having a lot going on. So I eat yeah. out and stuff like that. Not even often, but like I said, I ate a yogurt with a banana last night and I blew up and it's just so uncomfortable. And I drink peppermint tea, whatever, but like it's still for two hours, I'm sitting in uncomfortableness. It's just, I think right now I'm a little bit more sensitive to it for whatever reasons, whether it's my hormones, whatever. But I would love to hear if there's any, I know everyone could be different, but what works for you supplement wise when you are feeling bloated? Do you have anything that helps you afterwards or before that really helps floating? Yeah. So if I'm feeling like, cause some days, like there'll be, there'll, there have been days when like I've gotten home from work and I'm like, this is, I've unbuttoned my jeans and like my jumpers like covering my stomach. And I'm like, I just need to go and lie down. Oh, I feel you. peppermint tea is like an absolute winner i also have like peppermint drops that i use yeah they're amazing just add them to water aloe vera juice and you can get this like it's not expensive and you add it to water and you just take it like a shot probiotics ideally you're having those on an empty stomach in the morning those are really good digestive enzymes i have these like charcoal pills that are called like they're called wind away like they're literally for wind <laughs> and those some people say they make you feel a bit nauseous and they can do if you haven't eaten properly but taken in the right way like generally speaking that fine i also like lymphatic drainage so i take my dandelion tablets that everyone everyone knows me for now those are really good for water retention so those just help they're gonna help you like pee more basically so like just they're gonna help with water retention which will make you feel a little bit less bloated but if it is just it depends if it's hormonal or it's trapped wind or whatever it is if it's trapped wind aloe vera juice peppermint tea and the charcoal are really gonna help if it's hormonal it's probably like more often than not like water retention and just like that time of the month so you've got to honor that a little bit your body just is gonna look different but I'll do like mm-hmm. lymphatic drainage techniques where I'll lie on my back in my bedroom and I'll go around my stomach in like a clockwise massage and then pull up. Do it again, almost like in an L shape, like like to mimic the shape of your colon. Like my lymphatic drainage masseuse, she's amazing. And she's like shown me all the techniques to do, but you can look it up on YouTube as well. There's amazing tutorials for it. But really knowing that getting a nice oil or just a moisturizer and doing that on yourself for a good 10 minutes, dry brushing helps too. Those techniques that are just going to soothe you. And then a hot water bottle, honestly, as well is an amazing one. If it is a more hormonal thing, again, if it's pain. But I've also started to do this thing, like when I know it's hormonal, like when I know it's a week from my period, that's when it's the worst for me. And I'll just look at my body in the mirror and just say nice things to it. Because the stress of the bloating and the stress of the body change is often the worst 
part of it you've really got to get to know what your body looks like and just be like okay this is what my body looks like the week before I'm menstruating let me remember this for next month because I feel like we forget and we go mm-hmm. like oh my god what's happened this month it's different I've been like having a period for what 13 years now and still I'm like what is this like why why have I put on so much weight and it's get it into your head that this is just what happens every month getting to know your body and I'll like look in the mirror and I'm like oh like that's nice like my little pouch or whatever it is I think it's like there's bloating there's hormonal bloat and there's food triggered trapped wind bloat and I think there's difference trying to just honor it when it's hormonal and when it's your period and when it's that time of the month and then when it's like actually trapped wind or like a food intolerance like those ways that I mentioned to soothe it and maybe like avoiding foods but I think it's just part of being a woman unfortunately and I think the more that we can get to know our bodies and look at them and learn to love them in those states as well because I'm not stressing about it so much anymore I'm not getting that stress belly where it's I'm like anticipating it or whatever I'm just like okay that's it don't get me wrong there will be a time when I look in the mirror again and I'm like oh my god but it's just part of it just part of it yeah hormonal bloating is more like when you have a pouch at the bottom because your yeah. uterus is actually expanding in size. So was it your uterus or your ovaries? One of them is expand. Don't take this for verbatim, but that part of your body is actually expanded. So like when it's flat and then your tummy's going out and then when it's gas and bloating, it's almost like the whole, it's like a air balloon. Yeah, like, like Santa Claus got From the, under the like breastplate to the like <laughs> lower tummy is just enormous. I'm going to try drinking dandelion tea a little bit earlier in the night. I like peppermint and dandelion, but I drank last time dandelion tea way too close to when I was going to bed and I kept getting up to pee and I would fall asleep and had to pee again, fall asleep, had to pee again. So learn my lesson, but a little bit earlier, I'm going to do that. <laughs> Everyone's but I don't want to pee more. And I'm like, how do you think it works? I'm like, this is how... <laughs> A diure- it's a diuretic basically like you can do you know, it's the same if you eat asparagus you're going to pee more like it's a diuretic there are certain foods that are just going to make you pee more but that's how lymphatic drainage works I also did I uh, guess an at-home lymphatic massage on my stomach and oh my god that worked so well I used some rose oil and mm. like went in the motion for even five minutes and I yeah. really felt way better from hormonal oh bloating and yeah it's the best. I think I, I just do that on myself now. I don't even think about it. if I'm feeling a certain way, like I'll just do that. And like, it's not going to fix it necessarily, but like you just, it will help so much. Yeah. It's also comforting to be honest. Like yeah. I feel like when I'm meditating, like I always just hold my stomach. So now I'm just like, yeah, let's give myself a massage. All right. And then I want to talk about your skin because your skin, obviously by luck, like you are literally glowing. Number one. <laughs> it's makeup. But I want to ask, is there any specific skincare product that you would recommend to people are really made a difference for you or just like specific foods that you're like, wow, now that I've incorporated that, my skin is literally glowing? Uh, Yeah, where my psoriasis has been so bad, like everything I've been doing is for skin health. But where it's helped my body so much, a really nice side effect of that is that my face skin is like thriving because I'm doing Mm -hmm. so much for it in terms of supplementation I would say omega-3s so not omega-6 not cod liver oil none of that omega-3 like a really good omega-3 and a vitamin a a collagen supplementation is always really good if you can get it in powder form it's better just because it absorbs better 
when you're taking supplements, uh, vitamin C, so you could literally eat an orange or have a glass of like orange juice, like with bits, like as pure as you can get, because vitamin C helps with the absorption of other supplements. So it's just going to help along with anything like that. I eat lots of fish. So like lots of like fatty fish, so like tuna, salmon, avocado, nuts, like things with like good fats, olive oil. Don't be afraid of oil. Don't be afraid of fats. Like those are the things that are really going to make your skin glow and thrive. Other than that, in terms of skincare, azelaic acid, niacinamide, salicylic acid, glycolic acid, and vitamin C. For me, those are like the glow giving ingredients. And if you can find products that have those in them, I'm not like a one product gal. In terms of my body, the Paula's Choice Neosinamide, just because it's anti-inflammatory. If you're someone that has inflamed dry skin or inflammation in terms of maybe you've got like chest acne, a good salicylic wash and a neosinamide body wash is going to be amazing or a neosinamide cream. That's mm -hmm. my one, that's my holy grail body product that like it's, ex it's expensive. So I don't recommend it to people a lot because it's not super affordable in terms of my face. Like again, there's not like a product per se that I'm like, so fixed too, but those ingredients that I mentioned are the ingredients to look at and focus on. But then there's a wealth of information out there. I think with skincare, you've got to keep it really simple. You've got to have a cleanser, a moisturizer, an SPF, and then like any actives you want to add in, introduce them slowly and carefully. Like this like whole like 22 step skincare routine is like not good. Like some people's skin can take it, some can't. But I think you've got to keep it really basic. Invest in good skincare for sure. Like find, find people. Like for me, it was about finding people with similar skin types to me and listening to the advice they're giving. It's really not a one size fits all with skin. Where I'm very lucky with my face skin, I'm like not so lucky with my body skin. Um, a lot of times it's like the other way around. But eating well, hydrating, like all of that is the core fundamental. And then any skincare on top of that is just going to boost it. Yeah. For me, I'm a three-step girly. The more products I use, the worse it gets. So I just keep it super simple. And yep. sometimes like I'll add extra moisturizer or whatever, but I literally use CeraVe moisturizer and my skin for the most part is pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, I think keeping it simple and definitely, I don't know if I use all those ingredients, but I'll have to check on that because I want that go. Yeah, those are just like, I like did a video about them the other day because I'm really like getting to know my skincare ingredients just where I'm like working in skincare again. So I'm really just like educating myself a lot more on it. But yeah. like, it's all these things I just didn't realize in skincare, like salicylic acid is amazing if you get like chest acne or back acne or anything like that because it unclogs your pores, but it also just like smooths your skin out. So I think I'm very focused on like body skincare at the moment, but I guess it all, it all ties into one. Yeah, for sure. All right. And then before we close up, I want to switch gears into working a nine to five while also balancing yeah. social media and just following your passions. So for those with a nine to five job, aspiring to build a social media presence at the same time, or just even if it's not social media, pursuing a side passion, where did you even start and how did you start to pursue your side passion while still working at nine to five? I don't know. I I grew following, I, my following on TikTok, the base of it grew from like funny videos that went viral. Like I did a couple like funny ones that went like really viral in the beginnings of TikTok. So I had a good base. 
I was so lucky that I wasn't starting from zero almost with the intention because it was so fun for me. It was just funny nonsense for me up until maybe 20k followers. That was like the base I established from just like a few viral funny videos. And then after that, I started to like, because I didn't think I had anything to say. But then after that, I think I made one video on this is how I like lost weight, you know, at a very base level. This is how I lost weight. That went viral. And so I gained another like 10K followers. So I was on like 30K and I was like, okay, maybe there's something in this. And then I started to focus on it and think about, okay, what could I do? Like, what could I talk about? Like supplementation and what's, you know, what's the benefits of food and what workouts are good for certain things and how much sleep to get. Like where I'm like so into all of that kind of health stuff anyway, when I started to talk about it, people were just listening. And then the glow up, I didn't even know where that came from, but that was my like, that was my like opening into the world of it because it just blew up. I think it grew from 50k to 100k followers in the space of a month, which was crazy growth. And I got a little stressed out by it. I won't lie to you. I was like, how do I keep up with it? But now I'm just back to having fun with it and really like just sharing things because, you know, it sounds so basic. Like some people are like, but that's so basic. I knew that. And I'm like, yeah, well, I knew that too. But, you know, maybe Susan from wherever didn't know that you know maybe like maybe I'm like actually educating people and there are young girls that follow me as well and I want to be like educating them on things because I certain things I didn't know about when I was that age if it's people are feeling crappy about themselves because they're bloated okay well let me tell you like sip a peppermint tea and that's gonna help and if that's gonna help I know it's so simple but it's not everyone has that like big sister advice if that's gonna help and I think there's this idea with social media that you you have to niche down or you've got to, it's got to be different and new. It's, well, it doesn't have to be different on you. Just be yourself in terms of fitting it in with a nine to five. That used to be a lot easier. Where it's growing, it's becoming slightly trickier. You're just going to have to accept that. I just made a decision that I have time. I see my friends. Obviously, I still do things socially, but I just, I was going to have to go out less. I was going to have to work more. I was going to have to wake up earlier so I could record a couple of videos, get home and record a couple of videos and then chill. On the weekends, I have content creation dedicated days. It's not a piece of cake, but it's now just like in me where I feel like I'm always working, but I also like unlock time to have a break. It's very important to have a break. It doesn't become your whole life, but it's, 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 it's doable. It's more than doable. I have a very demanding job and I'm still, I'm at the best point I've ever been with my social media, but you've got to make a choice. And I think if you're someone that wants to be like on in front of the camera and feeling good and that's something you want to talk about, you've got to make those choices to be healthier because if you're hungover on a Saturday or Sunday, you're wasting a whole day when you could be like creating content that could potentially go viral and take you to the next level. It's just making, it's, it's prioritizing and it's making that choice. It's not easy, but it's like I said, it's doable. Yeah, it's definitely doable. And I'm noticing even for myself in the past, I would have just a lot of downtime when I'm doing things that aren't necessarily getting me closer to where I would want to be. And I think now I'm just yeah. really picky with who I spend my time with, one. And even in my downtime, what am I doing, right? If I'm scrolling social media that isn't even helping me and make me feel good about myself, what am I really doing with that time? I could be using that yeah. to inspire me or whatever with things that will actually help me grow my social media presence or just help my passion yeah form. Definitely. so but how do you manage your time effectively to balance 
the full-time job in social media, how do you check out mentally? Because you said you take breaks, but I guess how do you, is it your morning and nighttime routine where you really mentally check out if I'm not working right now? Or because yeah. I know, especially working remote and stuff like that, I struggle turning it off, you know? Mm-hmm. I just, on a Sunday evening, I'm like, I write down all my video ideas and I'll, when I feel it, I'll record it as and when. If I'm feeling like really good and I'm like seeing, okay, I look good, I feel good, I'll just like batch record. And then on Saturdays and Sundays, like I say, because I'm not drinking so much, I'm waking up early and I have like full days. I'm not someone that needs to like, my version of switching off is probably not everyone's version of switching off. I can still be like quietly beavering away. I don't need as much downtime, I would say. I really it's not something I require where I'm like working out every morning for an hour or two not two hours but the whole process of getting to the gym and working out and getting ready that's my kind of me time where I switch off I think because I'm waking up earlier and doing that and I have my time in my evening routine where I'm chilling you find the time you do find the time to do it I could definitely be better at switching off that's for sure but I think it's like an exciting time. I, I'm, I'm like, I like don't really want to switch off too much because I don't want to take my like eye off the ball. But yeah, I think you you take those mental breaks. But I think if you're like sufficiently resting, if you're feeding yourself well, you shouldn't be getting too burnt out. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. But I'm also making sure that my basic health is in check. My sleep and my nutrition come before anything. So because those are in such a good place, it doesn't feel too overwhelming. And if there is ever a day when I'm like, I don't want to film, I don't want to post, whatever, I don't. I'm not, I, I'm not under the impression that the world's going to end if I don't post on social media for a day or two. Yeah, I hear a lot of different influencers. They, in the beginning, struggled to go offline for a few days. And if the world isn't ending and most people actually won't know if yeah. you're not online for a day, yeah. it's okay. It's okay, yeah. Like, arrogant of me to even think that anyone would care if I like, didn't post for a couple of days. I'm like, no one's going to care. It's fine. There'll still be glow-up tips tomorrow. Yeah, but I like your point on how some people might think that what they know isn't necessarily knowledgeable or helping others. And I think for me and my friends specifically, like, I'm learning from them, even the skincare stuff, right? Like, you would think yeah. I know good yeah, skincare, yeah. but I don't. Like, I love makeup. I love all that stuff. But like brands, I'm really into clean beauty and stuff. But it's not something that I necessarily dig into with my time. Like what brands are. Every day is a school. Like like, every day is a school. I think there's always things to learn. And one of my girlfriends is like really good at wrapping presents. And I was like, you could make a TikTok about that. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, you could make, you could have, I don't know how to wrap a present. Yeah, I think people overcomplicate it. Should realize that it's not, you can post simple things and you're going to be helping someone. Maybe not everyone, but it's also just good reminders for people, right? And I think it's not overthinking, is this good? Is this helpful? Am I cool enough posting this? I think just getting it in your head. Yeah, I'll go. Forget about, yeah, am I cool? I'm like, definitely people are talking shit and being like, I'm like, I don't care. I I couldn't care less. I did it first. I don't anymore. I think also when you're doing something that you're actually passionate about, because social media isn't for everyone, but doing something that you're passionate about whatever it is whether it's making music or writing poetry or writing a book whatever it is you're gonna want it enough to not care about what other people think because it's important to you and it's fun for you 100 percent. but okay so to close this out i want to ask you two questions that we ask all of our guests 
So the first one would be, what does being well mean to you personally? I think the most fundamental thing for me, the most important thing any of us can be is to be kind. So I think if you're in a place where you are feeling good and you're feeling confident and you're feeling happy, you will be able to be kind with ease. I love that. Yeah. And one of my favorite quotes is hurt people hurt people. And you realize people that go out of their way to be rude or mean, or you see someone snapping at a grocery store, they're actually just miserable within themselves and yeah. just do not take it personally. I've got, and, and people that are going to be nasty. I've had, I've lost good friends. I had a friend send one of my TikToks to me talking shit about it by accident. And I was just like, okay. I was like, you're not happy. This is, that's on you. What it's like that saying, what Susan says about Sally says more about Susan than it does about Sally. It's hard for people to be happy for others when they're not happy within themselves too. So it sucks that you lost a friend that way. But in the long run, I mean, it would have came out in other ways and probably would have tore you down a little bit, whether that was backhand compliments or things like that. So that's also one thing I learned, just being picky with who you spend your time with really is important. Yeah, 100%. But yeah, being well, I think just being kind. Yeah, I love that. And then the second question. So on days when you're feeling unwell, what is one thing that you remind yourself of to stay positive? This is going to sound really weird. I just, (laughs) if you are feeling the worst, this is going to sound really dumb, just smile. Something in the action of actually just smiling elevates something in your mind. For me, it really just boosts my mood. But also in the same breath as that, just honor it. If you're feeling low, let yourself cry it out. Mm -hmm. Our bodies are like, our bodies, the fact that we're even here, the fact that our bodies function at every cellular level, they know what's up. Just trust that they know what they're doing and let it feel what it's feeling. Yeah, I think that's really important to honor it, especially Mm -hmm. when I would pass me. Now I'm a different person now, but past versions of me would feel upset or disappointed whether it was within myself or other people and I would just push it under the rug keep going and then it mm-hmm. kept building up and I wouldn't but feel again, the emotion yeah. and then I like blown, and then right? I would just see anxiety yeah I love that like honoring it and really feeling the feeling and feeling the emotion yeah. and know that it's not forever yeah and know that it's human to feel those things I think when I stopped binge eating and binge drinking and everything I had this really amazing moment where I was like crying and I was like I know that this is just a true emotion because I'm not anxious from the alcohol and I'm not feeling away because I've overeaten I'm just genuinely feeling away because I'm feeling that way so to close this out we're going to finish with our journal prompt since we talked a lot about physical health and mental health we're going to appreciate how we look here or just how we are So number one being, how do I feel about my body? And number two, what are 10 things that I like about myself? And that could be, I like that I'm outgoing. I like that I'm tall. I like my hair. It could be either physical or personality. I'm going to do that tonight. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) I love it. So thank you again, Izzy, for coming. I love this conversation. I I learned a lot from skin to bloating i'm really excited to try your tips where can everyone find you 
So on Instagram, Izzy Utterson, I-Z-Z-Y-U-T-T-E-R-S-O-N, and the same on TikTok. And then I have my podcast, which I've not been doing as much recently, but it's still very much there for everyone to listen to, which is Lessons Nobody Wants to Learn. And that's available on Spotify and Apple. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Izzy. Thank you so much. Bye, guys.